So, what can we use as an alternative to punishment? We've previously discussed how punishment is a consequence of a child's behavior. The parent evaluates the behavior and determines whether it's acceptable or not. If it isn't, they resort to punishing the child. What transpires after the punishment is enforced. Two outcomes are possible. One, the child might react extremely, filled with defiance and shouts. Or two, the child might comply out of fear, but feelings of humiliation would intensify. Allow me to introduce a different approach. It's called natural consequences. As the name suggests, these are natural, occurring without interference from any outside party. Typically, we as parents would be that outside party. Consider this example. It's bitterly cold outside, and a girl refuses to wear a jacket. What's the natural consequence? She steps outside without a jacket and soon realizes that she's cold. The chill she experiences is the natural consequence. As a result of this chill, she might ask to return home to fetch a jacket, or she might not. Next time, she will know beforehand that she needs to wear a jacket. We allow the natural circumstances to guide our child towards understanding what's right and what's wrong, instead of constantly nagging and then arguing with them. Natural consequences save us the conflict. Moreover, the child derives their own conclusions from the consequences. It's akin to a life experiment without our interference. Reality is the ultimate adjudicator. For instance, my daughter wants to wear shoes that are too small for her. I warn her gently that they may be uncomfortable. But ultimately, the decision is hers. What do you think she opts for? She decides to wear them. Initially, she insists that they're comfortable, but the very next day, she adamantly refuses to put them on again. That's a natural consequence. I could have argued with her that morning, under immense stress, telling her not to wear those shoes because they won't be comfortable when she's running around during recess. And then she might have burst into tears and retorted, No, I want to wear them, I don't care. At that moment, she's not emotionally receptive to my advice. So, I let it be. It's her choice. This brings me to my next point. What's beneficial for me and what's not? She will make choices based on the natural consequences, selecting what's best for her. Our children will learn to choose what's good for them and what isn't, guided by the natural consequences. It could very well be that it is truly cold outside, and the child decides to step out without a jacket. They might persist in not wearing a jacket because they don't feel cold. However, when they eventually recognize that they are cold and it's not pleasant, they will modify their behavior without our intervention. The key point is to let children experiment, learn, and understand without our constant interference. As the saying goes, there are enough battles to fight, so choose yours wisely. It's crucial to identify what you can let go and what you cannot. Now let me share another example. Imagine a child who doesn't want to get dressed in the morning, and we're in a hurry. 
The child keeps asking for five more minutes, causing us to run extremely late. We might tell them, sweetie, I need to get to work on time. If you're not dressed by 7.50 a.m., we'll need to leave, and you'll be in your pajamas. That's how you'll go to school today. There will be parents who'll insist, No, I can't let that happen. There's no way my child is going to school in pajamas. Yet, there will be others who'll say, I don't mind. It saves us a quarrel. Parents who find it difficult to let their children experience wearing pajamas to school need to consider other reasonable scenarios where their child can learn without our interference. In my clinic, we focus extensively on helping parents navigate through this process. I once worked with a family where one parent had the responsibility of dropping off the children every morning because the other parent had to start work early. This routine, however, quickly turned into a daily struggle. The children's demands posed a challenge for the parent. One day, a child would insist on not wearing a jacket, and on another, they would refuse to put on shoes. This resulted in a consistent conflict each morning between the parent and the child. The parent wasn't actually concerned about the child going without a jacket or shoes, but the fear of the spouse's reaction, if she discovered this, was overwhelming. Consequently, their mornings were fraught with tension and unpleasantness, often resulting in the parent forcibly escorting the children out the door. The situation was quite distressing. To help the parent, I first taught him to let go, to manage as he deemed fit. He was the one caring for the children at that moment. They were his responsibility. The mother needed to trust him to act in everyone's best interest. I also coached her to let go of these situations with the children no more incessant questions about what they wore or insistences on wearing a specific jacket or pair of shoes. I introduced them to a technique that allowed the natural reality to lead the child to make decisions. The outcome didn't result in them being late, and the mornings soon took a turn for the better. The children understood that her parents were allowing her to make choices, and they learned to decide what was good for them. We often make the mistake of micromanaging our children too much. Let go. Teach them to learn from the ever-changing reality out of necessity. That reality will teach them life skills they'll need when we aren't around. If we're not there and we haven't equipped them with tools to cope, we've truly failed. Consider this example. A child who persistently forgets their lunch for school. Instead of rushing to deliver their forgotten meal, let them navigate the situation. You might worry they'll be hungry. However, it's important to allow them to manage. They might visit the school office for a snack or experience hunger, subsequently remembering that uncomfortable sensation for most of the day. This situation serves as a natural reminder for them not to forget their lunch next time or they might end up hungry. This circumstance offers a practical life lesson. There's no need to scold them with statements like stop being so forgetful or what's going on with you because those are not constructive learning moments. 
That, in essence, is the concept of natural consequences.